art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Okay, here we go. Something, something. Hey, everybody. I'm James Atten. This isn't the actual episode. Not yet, anyway. Uh, What you're about to hear is an interview, a episode, a hangout, a jam session with Nick Haskins uh, from Livestream for the Cure that Rob and I did. Interesting thing about this episode is, is that we actually never really started the episode. We just got to talking and then we sort of realized somewhere in there um, that we were in the midst of the episode and we never actually got around to introducing ourselves until about 20 minutes in. Uh, so you'll get there, but I just wanted you to be aware of why this starts off and we're already sort of in the middle of a conversation. So with that said, we now join the following program already in progress. So are you saying when we post our new episodes on Tuesday, I should no longer add hashtag modern family? To oh, no. I mean, I do. I do sometimes. But I mean, I, it's it's as meaningless as any other hashtag on Twitter <laughs> Rob, <laughs> at you this to, point. You have to use the secret one. Hashtag modern family two. Oh, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell. Why did you tell him? Now he, now he knows. I mean, on my tweet deck. I have a specific column that is just for the Potter and Family hashtag. Yeah. Um, See, I, I don't. I I used to use. Well, the only thing I ever you would use TweetDeck for anymore was uh, was live stream tweets, mm-hmm. like scheduling live stream tweets. But I'm not doing. I refuse to do tweets this year. They always. They are always. They always take me so long to do, to schedule and set up and everything, and then like they never go anywhere. Right. And like it's so frustrating. So this year I'm gonna do just basically it's just gonna like starting April first, like I'm just gonna do videos every day on the live stream Instagram. You know? Oh, there you go. Like Instagram just... is the one that I keep forgetting to do. Like yeah. I tried using it to post episodes <laughs> last year, but that was before there was a desktop version of the app. And like I couldn't be asked to figure out how to do it on my phone and everything else and whatnot <laughs> because I do all the picture work on my computer so that I would have to Facebook message the picture to myself so I could pull it up on my phone so I could download it on my phone so I could use it for the Instagram. It just became too much. And then yeah. now they have a now they have a desktop version, but I just I like I just forget. I'm so it's so muscle memory to do Facebook and Twitter. That the episode goes up on Tuesday and like Thursday, I'm like, oh, fuck, I never did an Instagram post. So now I got to throw it up on like Thursday (laughs) or Friday and be like, and later today, you're going to get another one because our blogs go up on Friday. So, yeah, I just need to like post it noted on my forehead to remember to do that on Tuesdays. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Social media. I just I, I, I am not wasting the time to do uh to do twitter this year like i'll copy like i'll post a link like i'll have the instagram post the link directly like over on the live stream twitter but like it none of the tweets literally ever go anywhere like shows if shows are on twitter and they want to promote that they're on the event that's great i'll still be doing like 
event tweets and stuff. But yeah, like I'm not doing like the whole thing. That takes me so long to do every year to schedule and write up like all the tweets for every show. Right. Like, because I try to write up a couple variations of each. Well, fuck that. <laughs> it takes so long, and I just literally I. I don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time anymore, dude. 100%. I am with you on that. So, uh, I, so how did how did the whole Epic Film Guys thing come to start? Like how did you how did you dive into that for the first time? Oh god, Justin and I used to do video reviews back in the day. Like back in like 2014, I think was when we started Amazing Spider-Man 2 whenever that came out. Oh wow, uh, that okay. was the first movie that we ever did a video for. And we we well, okay. Uh, I'm holding up air quotes, audio audience. Uh, we <laughs> quote unquote like did it legit. Like we had we had a we had a, an old. I it, it it wasn't a rock band mic, but it was along that ilk of like a cheap plastic crappy microphone with a cord. And Justin wore a book bag, and the microphone was just the cord went into the book bag and plugged into nothing. <laughs> uh, so the only audio we got was like whatever the whatever the camera had recorded and yeah we were talking to people in the lobby like we asked questions to people in the lobby and i really really loved editing video reviews like way more probably than i ever loved and i will fight to my dying day to defend podcast editing as like a great art form i sure. love it but i loved editing like our video reviews like way way more uh but then justin moved to virginia and obviously we couldn't do the video show together anymore this is like 2014 like you know this was like way before the days of like the zoom call or like these services like like well whereby like when we use for live stream for the cure mm -hmm. where you get everybody to jump on and it's so easy to just record it and post it wherever you know so it's we needed to, a, a way to keep doing the thing that we did which is talk about movies and just love up on movies and so people always told us you should do a podcast you should do a podcast so finally we did so uh it was terminator genesis july 2015 <laughs> i sat down with my phone and i recorded a 30-ish minute review of terminator genesis into my phone gave it a way more generous score than it deserves and uh it is dan brennick of netflix and swole's favorite episode of epic film guys ever so he says <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then that was, and then that was it. And then Justin, I finally figured out technology of how to get Justin involved, and I finally figured out how to like find a podcast host, which is Podbean, which I personally have used ever since. I love Podbean; they're great. And uh, yeah, then just it 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 escalated from there. So, similar to to jump through a similar story, I had a podcast before this one for years, a pro wrestling podcast on Inside Pulse to sort of all encompassing news site. And this was before, like I was, we were like, podcasts are kind of cool. Let's try this out. And this was when I'm talking like years ago, like over a decade ago. And uh, our first episode, just my friend Eric and I, having never done this before, having never tried it, have not listened to formats. This is like Mark Marin's on episodes in the double digits. And like we spent 45 minutes talking about one match and then realized uh, we probably have to pare this down. Like we. Why? No, it was, Wrestling shows won't pare it down. That's fair. It's three hours. It was one Undertaker match. And I don't remember why it was so why we found this to be like the thing to talk about. But 
I swear to God, 45 minutes where we're like, well, all right, so match number two, you know what? Let's, we'll, we'll come back to you guys next week. <laughs> we started to just do news instead of review. But yeah, trying to, I was recording probably still with Audacity, but then I used a WordPress blog. I still use a WordPress blog just because I'm so, I, I, lo- I live and die by the damn things. Um, you know what I tried to do when I started out? Like, apparently it used to be, and apparently they phased this out even before 2015 when I first tried to do it. You used to be able, like there were podcasts that used to host their RSS feeds on Google Drive. Yes. And that's what I tried to set up initially, but I found an article. This was like 2012. They discontinued it or something. It was ages ago. I pulled up this article and I was like, oh, let me just set this up. This will be no problem. But like our first eight or nine episodes of Epic Film Guys sat in a Google Drive that no one had access to and no one could listen to oh. uh, until I finally was like, oh, yeah, that article was like three years old. They don't do that anymore. And then that was when we signed up with Podbean <laughs> and like bulk uploaded like all of our first like group of episodes or whatever. RSS feeds, for as much as I love them, are the devil. Notoriously, they get clogged. And then like you figure out to change the question mark to a bracket. And then how come you just posted 30 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> that happened with my comic for all the time. Once once every two months, somebody go, I just got 15 of your damn comic. Why? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my lord. Uh, so, for those of you who have, uh, we have not done any sort of introduction, you're listening to the Something Something cast already Something in progress. Already, already in progress. progress. Already in progress. <laughs> I'm James Atten. I'm Podcast Rob. And the fine voice you are listening to as our third tonight he is the king of the epic film guys and also live stream for the cure. He is Nick Haskins. He is a good friend of ours. Hello, Nick. Whenever Poochie's not on the screen, all the other characters should be going, where's Poochie? <laughs> That's, that, that might not be the last Simpsons quote I, I throw at you guys. Hello, gentlemen. I, I love your beautiful faces. Thank you so much for inviting me here to talk uh things that i thing do yes words are words are coming out of my mouth with no i'm not gonna stop just somebody stop me perfect for this show <laughs> i mean this is generally the way our, our show works is we have our four weeks planned but there's a fifth week you know we go ah, i'll just do stuff let's have you fun take your pants off and caution to the wind yeah actually i think this I might mean- be a first of is this a when's this episode coming out rob i don't even know this is this is a this is a podcast episode oh. this is a first week of the month episode i thought this was a fifth uh, tuesday episode no the fifth tuesday was last week and that they reheard our <gasps> that's right uh, elevator pitch episode from live stream for the cure five um the main reason we have uh the wonderful nick haskins on our show today not only because we love chatting with him every chance that we get but live stream for the Cure Six is soon, May nineteenth oh. through the twenty first, uh, and we are trying to gear up and gum up and drum up as much excitement and get as many ears and eyes interested in this as we possibly can. Uh, it'll be our third foray into live stream for the Cure. It is the sixth overall, so we wanted to talk with the man who basically started the whole thing, the Jerry and, Lewis of and- podcasting. Yeah, kind of get the the whole origin story of of you know what makes Nick Haskins tick and how he got into doing what he does and and where we are today. So we we've heard his epic film guys tale the the origin story uh, of the podcast and art. So my first 
foray into uh, meeting and interacting with Nick was through Potter and Family, uh, the Potter and Family hashtag that we had kind of touched on before. Um, I think you were actually like one of the first 50 people, I think, to follow our podcast Twitter. And when we followed back to the Potter and Family Twitter account, I think you guys were at like 113 followers. Probably. And then like everything just blew up from there. Um, and now you're the- very popular and we have those 113 followers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> but uh, but it was a great networking vehicle for us and, and new incoming podcasters at the very beginning. This was back in 2013. Uh, we had started our show. So probably around 2014, maybe beginning of 2015 was when the whole Potter and Family thing started with us. But uh, that got us involved with you. And then through interacting with you over time, we've gotten into the whole live stream for The Cure. Uh, Please tell our listening audience how live stream for The Cure came about, what its mission statement is, and like how we got from the beginning to where we are now. I mean, live stream for The Cure, I mean... I had a friend who died of cancer. He was 23 when he died. He died back in like 2005 or so. And, you know, ever since then, like, you know, when I was in college, I would do, you know, uh, relay for life. I think it is, you know, and, and, and whenever and however I could, I could do something to, to further that fight against cancer, I would do, you know, and when we started Epic Film, guys, like, like one of my biggest things, like, if you have any kind of a platform, and, and I sincerely mean this, like, I don't care if you're the smallest creator in, in the entire world. If you have any kind of a platform, then you should try to use it to do good. I think the world needs more, like, people that are just willing to do good and, like, to do something that's above themselves. Like, you know, to do something that's not just for yourself, you know? And so... We hit a point like like you were talking about Potter and Family, like that whole thing blew up. Like it was like 2016 was the year of Potter and Family. Like that was the year. Uh, like I met so I met people that I still talk to today, you know, uh, including your including yourselves. So like we got to it was 2017, and you know I just was like we have this platform, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, it's not like when I was on Epic film guys, it's not like we were just slaughtering like millions of downloads every week or anything like that. It's like, we've still got a small platform here, but we should use it to do some good, you know? And that was when I just kind of conceived of this whole idea of live stream for the cure. Like, why don't we put on a, a charity live stream? Every penny we make will get donated to a good cause. And, you know, like let's just like do like 12 hours live and like just see how it goes you know and live stream the first live stream was in 2017 and you know when you determine you're going to do a charity thing then it's like okay who's going to get the money you know you Mm got to figure out where you're going to send the money to and it's a big thing for me like making sure that the charity that you choose is really really highly rated and cancer has always been something that I've really, really wanted to dedicate a portion of my energy to, to, to helping the fight against it. And so when we kind of were looking around, like, you know, you think about like, there's a lot of charities out there, you know, and it's sad to say it's some of the more popular ones, 
your dollar doesn't go to research. Like 20 cents of your dollar donated goes to research. And in my in my travels, like I, I, I did a bunch of research and I found out about immunotherapy, uh, which is training the body's immune system to fight against cancer. And I found out about the Cancer Research Institute, which is this wonderful, wonderful nonprofit out of New York. And it kind of as soon as I saw it, it was like snap in my head. It just clicked. It was like, this is the, this is the outfit. This is this is the organization. This is who I want the money to go to. And just working with them, setting up uh, all the stuff with them to do all the donations and whatnot. Uh, we set it up and, you know, we invited a, a bunch of, you know, our friends from Potter and family. Mostly, I think we were, in a, were we in a, I don't know if we were in a network at the time. I can't remember, but, you know, we set a goal of $2,500 and we made about half of it. You know, we made about half of it. So it's not like we set the world on fire or anything, you know, and even if we, even, even though we missed the goal, it was still, you know what? We got to have a lot of fun. We got to just hang out and just do the thing that we do. And we got to send $1,200 for cancer research. That, in the end, is a win, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I mean $1,200 isn't nothing. Yeah. And then from there, you know, because we only hit half of our goal for year one, of course, I was like, well, yeah, we got to double our original goal <laughs> for the next year. And... It was, it became, for me, it became something of a, like a, a, an obsession almost. Like, I don't want to say, obsession is not the right word, but I'm struggling to find the right word. But like, I'll do live stream for the cure every year until the day I die. Like, I love, love, like, it's so much work. Like, there's so much that has to go into it, but it is so rewarding to just see so many people like, rally together under this banner of fighting cancer of trying to do something to make a positive difference in the world which like i said like that's all i have ever wanted to do that's all i've ever wanted to do is just make a positive difference in the world that's like the whole impetus of nikolai's kitchen is just me trying to make a positive difference in the world you know and from year two on you know, and, and year two was Perry and Lindsay that we had Perry and Perry got diagnosed with cancer, like what, three weeks before or four weeks before the event. And then they still did the event. We raised money for them. And then Perry tragically, you know, passed away before live stream three. And then we had Lindsay on and she told like the whole story of like going through that whole ordeal and everything. And every single year since the first year, we've set that goal. Like year two was 5k year three was I think 7,500 year three was or year four was 10. And then last year was 15 and every single year since smashed it out of the gate, yeah. just absolutely obliterated it because of just, just such like people always want to want to thank me for, for putting it on, which I, which I do appreciate, but like it's because of the hard work of all of the amazing like creators that come together to make this thing happen. Like if it was just me talking for like 40 hours over like a three, four day period, we wouldn't be making anywhere near that much money. It's, it's because of all of the amazing creators that, that dedicate their time and energy to, you know, not only making something fun, but they're also galvanizing their audiences to mm -hmm. do, to do something good. It's just, it's such a great, like it's the power of one of the things I've always loved about it, and I and I and I'll say about it all the time, it's the power of the indie creator community. You know, yep. it's the power of indie creators banded together. Potter and family proved that it could be a force to be reckoned with when you have everybody tweeting the same hashtag, like sharing each other's stuff and trying to get out there. And 
live stream for the cure is just a just a great extension of that i think i mean i i won't speak for rob but i can say personally you know I, my aunt passed away from breast cancer a few years back and so and i think my story is one that almost every single goddamn person in the world can sort of go yep it's it's definitely affected. So yeah, cancer's I, affected everyone. Yeah. No matter who you are, it's affected you in some level. If you haven't had it, you know someone who has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean, please. Nick Nick knows my story about my dad passed from cancer, um, and actually, uh, James and myself, a mutual friend of ours, is currently going through chemo for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I know you say that it's it's it, it's the collective, it's everybody who uh, makes this whole machine chug forward and makes it all happen. And I will I will agree with you eighty percent of the way on that. But it took somebody to knock over that first domino and to do all the infrastructure work and the legwork that gets done every year, so us as content creators can brainstorm a show idea or a segment idea click on a link to join your video feed and you guys do all this work so you you are not absolved of praise just because <laughs> it is a group effort if it was how easy for... you just made that whole that all like that whole thing sound and like <laughs> I, I, I can have Dan, oh, no, I can dude, have Dan tell I, you stories about how not easy, like you made it sound like it's so easy to like click right in and join right in. But like no, no, some no. Of the for us, for, us for me and James, we click on a link and we're in your system. We're trained I'm monkeys. Sh- you I'm put the sure machine that's there. 14 weeks work of, worth of work oh, on your guys. End poor Dan. I, I remember oh. watching live stream for the cure five and seeing you in your kitchen, toasty warm, like making pancakes and then Dan is in like an unfinished basement wrapped in like four blankets and a hoodie and a hat. Like it's... the the stuff that you guys go through is like there is there is no making light of any of it. You guys move mountains every oh, year in order to not only put this this whole thing together, but to make it run as smoothly as it does. I, I've done enough you know, community theater and Renaissance festival work and, and the, the meager bullshit that we do that we call a podcast. <laughs> so we know, I know the work that goes involved to what we do. That is not even a drop in the bucket compared to what you guys do to get this thing to go on. And, and I know that once it's over, it's like, I'm turning my phone off. I'm turning my Twitch off. I'm turning my, my Twitter notifications off. Don't talk to me for a week. Because oh, I yeah. need to decompress for them this whole thing. And before Nick, but, I know you're going to jump in. Sorry, Rob. Just like consider the fact that we know how slacky we are, and I oh think my God. we're pretty freaking on point about our updates and things, even though we make our mistakes. Like I know there's half the podcast out there that's being generous are like, uh, let's put an episode up about dogs. Okay, but our show's called The Great Movie Gung-Ho Sushi Fest. Dogs, yeah, sure. They're not an organized lot, the creative types. No, they're really not. They're really not. They're glitter bombs is basically what they are. Uh, First of all, I'm very upset with you for stealing the name of my new movie podcast. How did you know? Uh, (laughs) 
going to roll up sushi and watch old kung fu flicks, exactly. and now you ruined it. That name is going to look awesome in a mug. How is that not a podcast already? That's got to be a podcast already. Somebody making sushi. It's not and a podcast. Old it's flicks. definitely a rule thirty-four. I'm, wow. I'm one hundred percent positive of that. No, no, I won't go to. No, I'm not going to Google. No. Yeah, no. But uh, no. So when we jumped in, it was live stream for the Cure Three. Uh, no, four. Four was our first one, and yeah, the target was ten ten thousand dollars. And I think we did something like twelve or fourteen, and yeah, we were just like somewhere just was shy jazzed. of fifteen. Yeah. Um, and that was just like, and and at the time, yeah, you've got that 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 huge lift of elation and and that adrenaline, and you're like, we came close to it. Next year, we're setting the goal for fifteen. We we almost did it this year. We're doing we're going to do fifteen next year, and then next year comes and goes, and like once you go over fifteen, there's just this. Like, I don't even know the words to describe it, but it's it's you want to see how high the the bubble oh, yeah. can go. You want to see oh, yeah. how high that tower can go. It's uh, the only thing I can even remotely and this is going to sound silly and stupid, but the only thing that I can remotely equate it to. I remember watching the X Games back in like 2000 when Tony Hawk was trying to hit his first 900. Oh, the 900. Yeah. And it, like ESPN was carrying the X Games, and they were supposed to be off the air at eight. And here it was, <laughs> twenty after eight, and like the, the the place was on its feet, screaming. All the other skateboarders were just banging their boards against the railings, and the announcers are like, "We are not stopping until he hits this, or until he calls it quits." The snow and cone guy time, wants to go home. Like every time he came closer, the audience just cheered that much louder for the next attempt. For the next attempt, that's the only thing i can equate to when you see that donation target hit fifteen thousand and twenty two dollars and then you're just like oh my god and we still have 13 hours to go and that yeah. number just keeps going higher and keeps going higher it's like there's no need for sleep there's no need for caffeine you are just on a roll now and it's it's almost like a crusade to see how far can we push this number beyond what our target was before this whole thing wraps up just that sweet sweet cocaine yeah it's it's i mean it's the adrenaline rushes is, is definitely like a hundred percent for real last year we ended up like the goal was 15 and we ended up with just over nineteen thousand at the end of the really? day because we had like uh one of the guys from afterburn got his company to donate a grand uh at yeah. the end of the day you know so it's just like you know amazing to see what we put together every year and then this year's this year's like the the scary year to me because uh every single year the event has grown in size like i have made it longer over and span over more days and um me and dan are gonna die if i keep doing that so <laughs> this year i actually paired it back and then like we looked like one of the hardest things that that you know i really really needed to do was are we being as efficient as we should be doing live stream are we getting enough bang for our buck here you know is just necessarily spreading it over more days helping no because we look at the analytics from last year's event and it was just a very slow taper from wednesday like it kicked off on wednesday night and wednesday was our biggest day in terms of viewership and then thursday was a little lower but still good friday was pretty decent and then like it, you know into saturday dead like really? saturday was like absolutely dead and then sunday like a couple more people but that was pretty much it and i think like last year's kind of a unique circumstance because last year was like it was the the first summer 
almost, you know, it was like the, it's the end of May when the event happens every year. So mm-hmm. like it was 2021. So like May 2020, everybody's in lockdown, you know, like the pandemics, like COVID's out there. It's unknown. Like nobody knows what's going on. Right. So like 2020 was was easy, was 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 I I, I never looked at the analytics for for year four. Uh, or any of the other years for for that matter because it's like as long as we hit the goal i don't care and i still technically don't but i also don't want me and dan to die um you know and and like like i said like if if the event is just kind of slowly staggering lower and lower in terms of actual like overall viewership then is there a way that we can tighten this thing up and eliminate dead spots Mm -hmm. and find ways to engage the audience more so that way instead of like that audience tapering off over that three-day period we're retaining that audience and we're building that audience because that really you know is where the money is going to be and that really is where we're going to continue to exceed the expectations that we already have that are sky high is we have to find better ways to engage with our audience and we have to make sure like pre-recorded like every year and like we would relish them whenever they came up like in in planning um but no more pre-recorded stuff like we would always do pre-recorded stuff every year like some shows just couldn't connect live or just didn't aren't comfortable being live or whatever else and you know like but for the, in terms of audience they're dead zones they're just dead because there's nobody there like live interacting right. and i know rob i know you're a streamer so like you know that's like that's like death if you're not there interacting with that audience they're not staying they don't care you know yeah. so yeah if, that, if i like you said i know it was great for you guys because you guys got a chance to turn the camera off and go oh my god i gotta pee and like yeah. go do something and eat and maybe catch like a 20 minute nap and everything else yeah so for that was great but yeah for the people who were in the chat it, it was a bathroom and snack break because yeah. the only other people you were interacting with were other people in the chat. There was no reaction or response from the people in the segment because they had recorded it a week earlier. Yeah, um, exactly. So we can't like, the, like, like, you know, and, 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 and I don't think we'll ever, you know, future a live stream for the cure as it goes on the road. We'll never go back to pre-recorded stuff. Like never, unless it's like, unless like it would be like a dream. Like if we like had a bunch of creators, like it's my dream one sometime, some year to like get a house or get a place and just have a whole bunch of people in the building live and just to do a bunch of weird, fun, silly stuff oh, live. Yeah. Like a like big during brother the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Dude, how you... fun would that be? Like, if we all, like, you know, you just got, like, a whole bunch of creators from, like, all over the country, all over the world, you know, and, like, descended on this thing. And then, like, instead of you guys re- connecting in remotely, you sit in the chair and you host your segment, like, for that hour or, like, whatever else, you know? That's like, that's, Dude, like, you're, you're in thing. the Northeast. You get a bed and, bed and breakfast in, like, New York State, Hat and I are there. Done. Yeah. Like, 100%. I don't even care. Not even sit in the chair and host on our own show. Like, walking behind the guys who are doing their segment with the cameras on. Like, it, yeah, it becomes a Big Brother podcast, like you just said. Yeah. That would be fucking amazing. I'll send yeah. you my riders. I have specific needs. <laughs> One of these, so I, I swear awesome. to God, I, I like, I still, like, there's so many more. Like, you think, like, just doing the online event, like, there's way more logistics into that. You know, and also way more expense into that. Yeah, uh, sure. But, you know, like that is such a dream of mine. Like that would be like just absolute. The energy in that house would be 
unbelievable. Like it would be like through the stratosphere. Like nine a.m. to noon on Saturday is the Inter Podcast Pickleball Tournament in the parking <laughs> lot. Like, can you imagine shit like that happening? Come on. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be so glorious, and I would love to do it. Shit's I really really would. It's the, the Ocho of <laughs> podcasting. The Ocho, exactly. <laughs> I, I adore the fact that you called me a streamer. I'm a streamer like James and I are podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, of all hey, the podcasts you, you've listened to, this was one of them. If you turn on the camera and you push start streaming, you're a streamer. All right. Well, fair enough. I guess technically you are correct. And, and that is the best kind of correct, as our friend B. Dave Walters said. Um, so where do you see... Where do you see Potter and Family? Potter and Family. Where do you see Livestream for the Cure going uh, in the future? Obviously, like you said, this year is a little bit of a departure. We're we're getting rid of the pre-recorded stuff. We're cutting down the number of days. We're doing more of a set time frame as opposed to you know we're starting stupid early in the morning and we're going to stupid late at night and we'll sleep for four hours and then get up and do it all over again. Um, that was year three. That was year three, and that was literally. Dan, I'm pretty sure, wanted to murder me afterwards because he's like, if you ever do this again, I will slit your throat in your sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It, Hypothetically it, speaking, of course. It will never, it will never ever be like that again. Like, I, I would still love, like, and I just mentioned, like, the whole, like, everybody get together in the same place and do that kind of thing. That's a pipe dream. Um, or not a pipe dream. It's a dream. Uh, and another thing would be, like, just a continual marathon. Like, not like nonstop. Not me, obviously, the whole time. Like, obviously, I would have to tag out to another host to tag in sure. for, like, eight-hour shifts or whatever. And just have it, like, live for 72 hours straight, you know? Yeah. Like, that would be really, really, uh, really, really great as well. But I, I really feel like that is almost tied hand in hand to the having a whole bunch of people on site thing because it just wouldn't work. There's just too much frustration, I think, that would be involved with like, okay, I'm going to stop the stream on my end. Now you start to stream on your right. end on the live stream for the Cure account. And it'd be way too much. Or like, I'd have to try to like, connected in virtually like back end it back in through my like it'd be such a like just no, get the logistics the of that is absolutely place. ridiculous yeah and, yeah and also, just get everybody to the same place you know you have to figure that this is it has to be someone that you trust to leave the ship going for exactly eight, which i'm i'm very not good at that so i, I yeah, have no. no doubt especially when it's something like this that is like a, it is yeah. a deeply you, passion project 100 yeah. percent because because there at that point there's no downtime for you the yeah. minute you hand it off to somebody else, it's the anxiety screaming in the back of your brain of, is everything going okay? Are there any problems? Is there anything that I need to fix? Is, is everything going according to their plan? Is their plan the same as my plan? Issues. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Gerald, for his part, though, like Dan, Dan likes being the behind-the-scenes guy. He likes being... You know, in the green room, getting people connected, getting people taken care of. Uh, Gerald's done a great job, like because Gerald's been on site the last two years. Um, and Gerald's done a great job jumping in and filling in whenever I've needed to get up or whenever. Like I, last year, I did a live cooking segment uh, with Trisha and Shauna. That was really really fun. And you know, G filled in, and you know, G was you know chiming in all the donations and doing all that kind of stuff. And it was it was great. He does a great job. You know, yeah, yeah. but we're not quite at that point yet where we have the the whole structure of the event in place because like 
I do this out of my home. Like every year I've done it out of my home, you know, and last year, like, of course I've moved now to Ithaca, but last year was the first year hosting it in Ithaca. But like, this is not just my home. Like there's other people that live here. I can't host a like 72 hour, like 24, 24 hours, three days, uh, you know, streaming event with like just nonstop, like noise and excitement and all sorts of stuff going on. Like and when, 15 other podcasts crashing yeah. on the couch. Yeah, that exactly. You just can't do that. that. So it's not, it, it's, it's not feasible or realistic to do that here, but yeah, I'd love like, that's the dream, like to get a bunch of people together or even not, even if it's not everybody, but like get together, like a few creators, like a few creators in a space and just have a weekend and like literally like that button you hit that start streaming button and it never stops you never ever go off the air you're just live the whole time and like marathoning in people are tagging in tagging out you know jumping into this segment jumping out of that one like we have guest microphones guest cameras so that way you can jump into another chair and chime in on a segment if you want to and like jump in like i love that idea like i i I really do and i mean in terms of like the rest of the event like where else does it go it it goes up we raise more money we continue fighting more and more like i have every belief that we'll hit twenty thousand dollars this year but even if we don't we're raising money for something that is very important to me uh you know for like imagine it like close your eyes and just imagine a future immune to cancer where if you're diagnosed with cancer your body will fight it off and it's just you know nothing like it is now you know that is a world that is a future worth fighting for as far as i'm concerned so uh, it just goes ever up like like every single year like i can't promise the dollar amount's going to increase every year because it might not right you know but like i can guarantee you like i'll be parked in a chair hosting people getting people in and just continuing to 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 fight for 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 cancer research because ultimately like the one the, the biggest thing that I always that I always and it's and it's why I really I don't want people to thank me because it's not about me it's about the cause like it's about the creators like I want the creators to have a platform on like this shared platform to get more exposure like I really do like that as kind of a secondary effect but like it's not about me like I don't care about me I don't want exposure for it I don't want I don't want I I'm not, I don't I I God help me if I was ever famous but you know like. <laughs> I don't want like any kind of any any kind of anything out of it. I want to fight for cancer research. I want to raise that money to make a future where cancer is no longer a thing. That's the only thing that's important to me is, is that goal and where every single one of those dollars is going. That's the only thing that matters to me. I, I, you are the perfect spokesperson on this. Like even you, and I'm sure you've said this in variations, of that so many times it's, it's just ingrained to, to just come out, but like tear in the eye, that is a beautiful sentiment. And I mean, as far as I know, Rob and I have, we've said it multiple times. We are ride or die on, on being there, you know, whether, you know, you get a whole bunch of other famous podcasts and you got to bump the somethings, but uh, we are there. (laughs) We're there until the end. Any like Rogan's not returning my calls. (laughs) That's because he's injecting horse glue into his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) There was a minute my uh, my stepdaughter really, really loves Bo Burnham. And she comes in and she goes, did Bo Burnham get canceled? And she's 13. And I said, (laughs) I don't think that that's important to understand when somebody runs down the stairs. Did Bo Burnham get canceled? (laughs) Uh, And I said, I don't think so. He's not on Spotify. 
And so I had to, I had no idea. I don't use Spotify. So I went and deep dove into that whole like Joe Rogan platform thing where everybody ditched Spotify. So it's probably good I, you don't have Rogan. I just had to Google who Bo Burnham was. So. Oh, sir. I mean, there we are. Sir. Honestly, go watch now, Netflix. Now you're canceled, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 12-year-old girls shutting I, this show I off apologize now. To our, I apologize to our eight listeners who won't be able to find where we are anymore. <laughs> the speaking whole of where to set. find people, Sorry. speaking of where to find people, Nick, please let our listening audience know where they can find everything live stream for the cure related and where they can find the link for early donations, because I do know that that is live. It is live. It's all live stream for the cure.com head there. It's uh, it takes you to kind of a hub, like one of those, all my links kind of pages. And yeah, the link for early donations is there. The link for the Twitch channel live stream for the cure uh, twitch.tv slash live stream for the cure is there you can check out all the previous like past year's events like all the pages at the cancer research institute and like follow us on follow the 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 event on like social media and all that stuff yeah it's all it's all just live stream for the cure.com just head right there and that'll be basically your your one-stop shop and merch uh cross cross the fingers i've got to i've got to get after justin with a with a whip and a bamboo cane and 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 get the artwork out of him <coughs> Well, let me ask you. Let's change change gears. Uh, let's let's address your other uh, passion of film. Give me best move. Like, give me I don't know a movie that we should all see that we have not seen that came out in the last year or so. So, what's what's uh, surprise us with something? God, I've seen like four movies in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> epic film guy. <laughs> the epic is now in finger quotes. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, I I mean, I I I I haven't done Epic Film Guys like. I mean, I still pop in, you know, here and there to talk about big stuff. Like I just did the Batman with them, and I went in to do. Uh, I went in to do. What's the Spider Man? But uh, yeah, I mean, Justin's got Justin's got Jeremy, and he's got Brady over there, and they're doing like the brain stew horror thing, and they're 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 absolutely crushing it because I've kind of, you know, I, I I disconnected myself from like regular EFG stuff late 2020 late 2020 it was yeah. um but i mean just like and i live in new york state so like my theaters were closed the longest like for for the pandemic like they they like took an eternity to reopen mm -hmm. and like it was a while before i like felt you know safe going back to the theater and you know went back to the theater kind of intermittently like here and there and then i went to see spider-man and that was right when Omicron was boosting up. And then I got COVID in January of this year. Ugh. And then, you know, it's like waiting for the COVID wave to die back down before I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I've had it, but I don't really want to go and like tempt fate and like cough on me. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, and uh, then I just I just did go and see the Batman, uh, which which I which I really loved. Uh, so I've been you know, I'm so Batman out. I, I've been loath to sort of dip my toe in, but everybody's saying it's really good. It's 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 so good, and and the, the, the great thing about it is, is it's like I mean, it's a long movie, but I don't feel its length. At least I don't really. A lot of people have said it's too long. I really don't agree. Um, it's you know, it's it's a three hour Batman character piece. Like it really dials into like that anger, like that raw brutality and anger of an early Batman. You know, it like completely issues like the whole 
billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne persona because like he doesn't care. He is Batman. He wants to be Batman. Hmm. It's the only thing he knows. And like it's kind of the journey that he goes on like through that. The world is so well fleshed out. Like you can't like Matt Reeves. And I mean, it's in terms of like the world itself being fleshed out, it's even more fleshed out than whatever Nolan did. You know, and, and like those movies are still fantastic. Like I still love the Nolan movies, but yeah. I mean, this is definitely a you can you can feel the seedy underbelly of Gotham in this movie, probably more so than any other Batman franchise. Like period. Like there's so many more stories to tell out of this world, and I I really can't wait to see what uh, what Reeves and Pattinson do next with it. I, I mean, you sold me on it. I was going to see it eventually. And you mentioned also the Spidermans. I've, I've come to finally admit Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. It took me a while to, to accept it. I was very much the first trilogy guy. But uh, I, I'm, every time Tom Holland is Spideying on screen, I'm, I'm all about it. He's so stupid good, and those movies are so much fun. He gave a hell of a performance in uh in in no way home he really really did uh so yeah i don't really care to name who's the best of whatever i don't care i've enjoyed i've enjoyed i i love mcguire i love garfield i love holland i love all of them i don't really i don't know it seems arbitrary to me to oh it is it's totally arbitrary. <laughs> it, it's it's more so that i i think when that first spitterman came out it was very much like, oh my God, we have never seen this on a screen. I yeah. never saw the Andrew Garfield one, so I can't even speak to it. But um, Tom Holland hit that like sweet spot of like Bendis Spider-Man, young, just sly enough where Toby is very, it really feels like Toby comparatively is like a Stanley-ish Ditko-y Spider-Man. Tom Holland is the, is the Spider-Man I not grew up reading because I've, older than that but is the spider-man i really <laughs> fell in love with with the bendis spider-man yeah i love i love garfield as the character too garfield's garfield's also a a, a really really great spider-man those films are not like the best but that is no fault of his they're just sure they're corporate product like and they feel like corporate product basically i'm pretty sure sony just kind of shoved them into production because they you know they want to hold on to the same thing with like you know hold on to the property yeah fantastic four and venom and all that other silliness <laughs> just reminded me of the i thank god i never i never i never saw the the carnage one that they just put no, out not either. too long ago the first one was so bad and i hated it so much i was like no at, at emphatically no and like now like i used to have like it was just like i just went to the movies and watched whatever was out so we could talk about an epic film guys and now that i don't have to do that anymore um i i'm selective i go to see the movies that i want to see not just like hey well, i gotta watch something for the show uh -huh. you know? did you did you go in with a predetermined bias from the symbiote uh, trailer like when that whole thing happened and that that weird pronunciation of it because i know that set a lot of the fan base off no, the biggest problem with that Venom movie to me, uh, the first one, like I said, I never saw the second one. Like I, and I think Hardy is is chewing so much scenery. He's having so much fun with it, which is which is fine, which is great. Um, but what was whatever the bad guy's name was, like whatever the bad symbiote was, it literally just hangs out in whatever whatever wherever it lay, like Hong Kong or whatever. It literally just hangs out there until the plot requires it to 
come to San Francisco in the third act. Like it literally just it, it like it it just does nothing. And then like the finale, it's the same like kind of Marvel thing that I really hate about Marvel movies is it's just digital noise. Like it's just so much like visual nonsense going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. You literally can't tell what the fuck's going on. The Transformers like can, effect. It, it's exactly that. Yeah. It's it's like and and I mean it's just it's god awful and it, you take Riz Ahmed who is a great actor and like he gives the shittiest performance in the world in, in that movie as, as as the villain because I mean it's it, it follows it tries to follow that Marvel formula of like well we don't give a shit about our villains because who cares and let's you know just focus on the good guy and let's see if we like him and I think that that's flawed storytelling because I think a, a hero is only as good as as their villain I think if if you want me to if you want me to feel and see like the heroism in them, then I need to see them be challenged by their villain. Like that's the mm-hmm. whole fucking point. And I think, I think the shows that they've done are starting to get them to realize between Hawkeye villain, ahem, and um, obviously Loki and Oh, uh, Baron Zemo. Like I, I think those guys they've, they've made them enjoyable. Now, sadly that makes them less evil, except for, kingpin but i i th- I, I agree with you the villains of marvel movies have been fairly milk toast. rob so i do want to say nick it's it's good that we did get into some sort of movie stuff because uh for our segment for a live stream for the cure this year well, i'm ready um <laughs> i am i am going to be hosting a segment called movie quote trivia Ooh. And you will be going against uh, Monfrere James Hatton. Oh, not you! Tell me, I gotta start. No, no movies from the last two years. <laughs> if it's any movie, if it's any movie from the last two years, it'll be from the trailer. <laughs> so we'll, we'll say that. But it's, uh, if it's no, Rob, there, there could be there could be some. Here's a movie quote. Here's some multiple choice movies that it may have come from, or here's part of a movie quote. You need to finish it. But either way, we're going to get chat involved with it as well. We're going to have the epic film guy himself uh, take on uh, our our resident movie maestro. The title I just created for him. Yeah, because I, I, I'm it's it's legendary that I butcher quotes. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. That's what's going to make it even more fun. <laughs> Luke, did you know I'm your dad? Like, <laughs> Luke, you are my father. No, no. way. Take two. You are my Cut. density. No, my destiny. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for joining us. I know this was super short notice when I threw you out the email earlier this week. Uh, thank you for making time. Thank you for everything you do for Epic Film Guys. Thank you for not being an entitled egotistical prick that wants all of the praise for doing live stream for The Cure and, and just being the amazing person that you are. Uh, people, please... Go to livestreamforthecure.com. Follow this on every piece of social media that you can. Go to epicfilmguys.com because I know I made a joke about them before, but they, like Justin, the guys are still absolutely killing it and amazing. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're doing, they're doing just amazing stuff over there. And Justin's like, when, whenever, like, I kind of walked away from the show and just kind of like, you know, it's, it's his baby now, you know, it was just let, like, you're you're so passionate about horror. He talks about horror movies in a different way than he talks about anything else. And you can hear it in his voice when he talks about uh, when he talks about horror movies. I'm like, dude, do horror. Don't just don't 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 fuck around with it. Just do horror. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and I'm glad to see that he's embraced that. And, you know, he's got a couple great new co-hosts that are just as passionate as he is about horror. And I love going home. I love, I love swinging back in there and, 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 uh, and, you know, doing our thing periodically. And, and, and it's always just, it's, it's, it's like riding a bike, you know, you jump right back on with him and, and, and we, and we do the, uh, we do the, uh, movie stuff and it's, and, it, and it's wonderful. It's always great. It's that you slip right back into it. Like we did it for so many years. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, we, we pick right up where we left off. I get the soundboard out. I fucking start annoying him immediately by playing sound drums. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's what I want. Is there uh, obvious uh, links that we've gone over multiple times? Is there anything else you want to promote throughout there? Let people know about? No, no, I'm not a plug guy. I don't like doing plugs. Just go, go, go out there. Like live your absolute best life. Aww. Be kind to yourselves and 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 be kind to other people the world needs more kindness you know don't overwhelm yourself take stuff learn how to take stuff off of your plate i'm terrible at it uh and you know just just be kind to yourselves like just more than anything else you know look at yourself in the mirror say something nice about yourself it seems cheesy it seems silly but just do it just be kind to yourself i will plug what is the twitch channel uh for your cooking show Nikolai's Kitchen. And that is also on Twitter at Nikolai's Kitchen. Yes, it is. Yep. You if you're listening to this show, you need to check that out too, because that is a fun fucking time. I have so much fun doing that. I really it's 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 such a blast. Like and and I just I am it's kind of like 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 I just talked about Justin, like he's a different person when he talks about horror. That's me when I talk about food. When I'm in my mm-hmm. kitchen, when I'm cooking, when I'm doing my thing in the kitchen, like that, I am I am home. That's where I belong, you know. Yeah, I wish Nick, I, I loved something like that. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Please, <laughs> thank you one more time for coming and joining us live stream for the cure May nineteenth through the twenty first, nine a.m. to midnight each of those three days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will be on on Saturday. Nick will be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> All of it. There will be a the whole damn time. large number of other amazing podcasters and content creators. Go to livestreamforthecure.com. Follow them on all the social media so you will not miss a second of it. If you can donate, we love donations. If you can't share the information, that can be just as good as donation because the more eyes we get on this amazing cause, the more likely we are to absolutely crush our target for this year. I, I'm just going to keep. I'm going to keep thanking you if if we if we don't sign this off soon. No, I'm that's just going to keep. I just want to person that you are. I just want to throw that in there. Like that's so important too because I always get asked. People always, Nick, how can I help? Like because the, people know like how much work it is and stuff. Like you like and you know that you can help by spreading the word. Like not everybody can Absolutely. donate. You don't have to be able to donate to help. Like that's the most important thing to, to emphasize. If you share it out there and, and you know, it, it, it's that weird kind of thing where if you share it to two people and they share it to two people and, and whatever, you're going to get it in front of the eyes and you're going to get it into the ears of the people that can make those donations. So even if you can't donate, it's okay. Like you don't have to be able to, but just help us spread the word, help us fight for hope. Hashtag fight for hope is like my big thing this year with the event. Uh, help us fight for a future immune to cancer like that is something worth hoping for and it's, worth it's, fighting for it's 100 percent the buckshot scattershot method if 10 yep. people know about it we're only going to get 10 people donating if yep. ten thousand people know about it they each got to donate two bucks and we made it yeah exactly that's it <laughs> done on to next Easy. year 
That's a wrap. <laughs> James, where can they find us? Well, they know where they can find us. Somethingcast.com, because they're there right now, probably listening to this on uh, our WordPress blog. But they can also go to store dot somethingcast.com to find all of the wonderful things that rob and i make or you can go uh at ststcast on twitter to find out when new things drop uh probably when we go live on live stream for the cure like five minutes before and uh when we drop our blogs every friday that's what they can do absolutely and we will be uh hosting the live stream for the cure twitch channel once the event starts so you're going to be able to find this in a multitude of different places. Once again, Nick Haskins, thank you so much for joining us. Thank I'm you. I'm Podcast John. Rob. I'm James Hatton. We will catch you guys next time. And be good to each other. Tits. Something, 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 something. Okay, here we go.